Welcome to Shred Stakes. I'm Mike Shredder, joined with Riker Vance, and we're going to talk about the game last night. Uh, Miami tied his Miami Heat tied it up one one. You know, and we're actually going to go through some different actions that Miami ran effectively. Kind of just break it down for you guys, you know, uh, and see, you know, how can Denver adjust to it? How can Miami continue to be successful with it? Um, I think that's important. But first things first, Riker. Thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. You know that's right. And it's been a little while. I'm glad to be back. Uh, but I have been tuning into your show on AMP. Everyone, uh, go go uh, go run that up over there. But man, what a series, man! What a series! What a series! Oh, oh absolutely. Um, before we get into the X's and O's a little bit, what were some of your big takeaways from Miami's win last night? I think it was. I think it was foreshadowed, man. I really do. I mean, I remember going, you know, watching Game One. Um, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew the Nuggets were really good, and I knew we were coming off a big seven-game series. You know, we are probably going to be a little flat coming out the gate, and that's what we were, and they took advantage. They played they played relatively well, I think, but I think we played horribly, like poorly. We weren't making extra efforts on defense. We, we were getting wide-open looks. The ball just wasn't going in, but we just didn't have that, like, sense of urgency that, you know, the NBA Finals really, you know, what it takes to win the NBA Finals. And I think we, you know, kind of – took that game in we took the hit and then we went back out in game two and we we just delivered we were hitting those shots that we weren't making in the first game uh getting multiple defensive uh multiple defensive efforts uh which you know had them shoot a much worse percentage and i think all in all you know we were just the best team when it mattered the most we came out hot and the nuggets the nuggets probably won the next 20 or so minutes then we went on that run in the fourth man and we were able to put them away uh just a little bit out of their reach um, even though they played uh, very well down the stretch. So I think as a Heat fan, I'm so excited. I think we got a, we got a chance, man. I had Heat, I had Heat in seven from the get-go. I'm riding with my guys, um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to over, be overjoyous about this win. It's just a game two win, man. Like they say, we got three more to go. So, so what, what I want to do now is, um, is let, let's go break down kind of a little bit of the, the offensive sets that Miami runs. You know, this is something that they go to often. It's like the handoff ball screen action that either Gabe Vincent and Bam run or Jimmy Butler and Bam run a lot. So, like, the way that the Nuggets play it, I probably should have put the defense on there, but they ice it, which means they have, like, the big kind of not allowing the middle to happen and that they kind of force it to the baseline. The one thing that I find interesting on this uh, that they're doing is, like, they, th- they throw it in here, obviously, handoff happens, you know, and then I think the one thing they're doing well is they dribble off of that and Bam just kind of rolls right to that like short roll area. Um, at least from your standpoint, what makes that so dangerous? Like being able to roll to that short area and make plays for those yeah, who don't I, understand it. Yeah, no. If as a big, um, obviously, you know, the pick and roll is kind of like a fundamental aspect of basketball. Like, and you know, it's world renowned; everyone knows it. But being able to pick in kind of mini roll, short roll, they call it, right into that like the weak spot of the defense, it makes the big on defense have to debate whether you know you got you got a fast guard coming off that screen you know he could he could take it to the hole he could you know dribble back out if the if the defender guard and the two man collapse just a little bit too much is an easy three so there's a lot of variables going on and as a big man you can set that screen and roll into the short area and you could just catch that ball and bam's been working down there Jokic isn't the best defender in the world but he's a big human being you know what I mean? So being able to make, you know, one dribble pull-ups right over right over a lengthy defender's hand, um, Bam, Bam's, been, Bam's been doing it really well, man. Um, and I think 
just having that aspect of his game, which he's been working on, you know, he's been getting better and better each year with his mid range game. And, you know, I think it's, it's all coming to fruition now. Yeah. For as people are looking at the screen right now. So like as, as Riker just talked about, like Bam has been shooting that mid range spot from right here really well like that kind of eight to nine foot jump shot. But if you see the other action, the other side, there's like, that's just like that stuff's all, you know, open because, Jokic and his and the other guy guarding, let's say it's Jamal Murray, KCP, whoever, they're up trying to blitz the ball screen here. So since this is open, or that they're let's say they're here, Bam either has you know a help defender coming here, so then these guys are going to be open. And yep. to their credit, last night they shot forty nine percent from three, and that was a lot of just open shots. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think this is something that can continue? Like, is this something that is there is there a way to guard this? You would say, like, is there a way that you can try and Without just saying I'm, you know, because the way Jokic is, I mean, you can't really switch it. So, would you that, have to go that, into like a zone to like combat this, or, you know, that's I, I just think that like if they continuously try to blitz the ball screen, this is going to continue to happen every single time. Yeah, no, Jokic makes it difficult, and that that was one of the like my main like reasons why I felt that he could win the series because Jokic is like I said, he's not a defense, you know, he's not a horrible defensive player, but he is somewhat of a liability out on the perimeter, making plays within the pick and roll, and we've been able to expose that. I, there's definitely a way. Look, I'm not I'm not the one to say it, and I think you know I I think the Nuggets will I think the Nuggets will figure it out. You know what I mean? But um, I think it's very important for the heat to continue to allow bam to work because the way he's been playing these past two games, he can't go back into, you know, bam has his highs and lows sometimes, especially as a heat fan. I've seen it time and time again. I love the way they're incorporating him into the offense. And I think he's the key because I think if he makes Jokic work as much on defense as he does on offense, it tires him out throughout the game. It's just, there's a whole nother level to that. Um, so I, I love the way that he are, you know, incorporating Bam. I mean, look, I, I don't think going zone against the Heat's a good idea because as a team, we're like the only team we're known for that for playing two, three. So we've seen a lot of two, three reps. We've probably seen some one, three, one. I don't know what else the Nuggets got in store, but look, I, as a Heat fan, I'm hoping they don't find out. <laughs> I'm hoping they don't find out because I'm loving seeing Bam go for 20 and 10 every night. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, I, I think those are all really valid points. Um, I, something else I wanted to do quickly, just share up here is I, I kind of had some action to try and figure out how, how you try to combat the zone. Let me just pull it up here. We got to find it for a second here. Um, yeah, right here. Um, I think this was just something that I thought was maybe a way you can try and combat it. So like for those who are wondering, the Heat play different kinds of zones. They play like a, a extended two, three, or they go and go like this one three one. They've been running way more one three one. I think in this series, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I think they've been taking away that like high post because yeah. Jokic is just so good in that high post. You don't want to let him get the ball. Um, but like this was a way I thought you could get bad. Like you have to have a guy like screen that middle guy, and then you have Jokic kind of like fly up from behind Bam and get to that elbow area. But with the problem with that too is then again, if he catches it right, Bam's gonna be right there. And they haven't been shooting the three that well in this series. So, you know, like, I guess from your standpoint, why? Because like, in the NBA, I just don't think zones should work. And somehow <laughs> this is working. Is it because of their just like activity? Is it because of their rotations? Is it, you know, that their ball pressure? I, I seem to think it's more their ball pressure on, on, the, on the ball that's making it tough. And then the guys in the middle just do a really good job of fighting to not allow that middle to be open. 
But what are your thoughts about why the zone is effective? No, I think ball pressure is the key um, to everything. Because if you have pressure on the ball, it makes every single pass harder, every dribble, every cut. Um, and it just kind of stalls the offense. Um, I think uh, you, you mentioned it, our activity, our multiple efforts, you know, our rotations will make one rotation, then another, then another. Then they might get a good look. But after all that, man, it's, you know, it's a lot of offense. It, it's a lot harder to hit that shot than it is just a rhythm, you know, catch and shoot three. Um, look, the, the Nuggets have been missing shots that they haven't normally been missing. Uh, which is a little bit concerning as a Heat fan, for sure. But I would say we are, too. I think that's just the finals, man. I think that's just how it goes. There's going to be games where they can't miss, we can't miss, and you just kind of have to weather the storm, whoever side you're on. That's just ball. Uh, but I think I, – I, yeah, I just give credit to the, to the Heat, man, to the Heat. I mean, they just – like our defense, I would say, was more highly t- – uh feared last year you know what i mean just because we were the number one seed but we still have all those principles we got the same guys same dogs who are willing to work for it i'm wondering if you if you see anything else other than that ball pressure really coming into coming into play here other than just grit and wanting it more well again they're not allowing Jokic to catch at middle right so i think that's something that is making it more difficult to allow him to be effective the one thing that, that 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 that's like the one other thing I would say. The rotations also are really good. Like when they they spray out the shooters really well, which in the zone you have to do that because if because everyone says you get in the middle, it's like the death sentence in the, in in the zone because you are basically inviting either a cutter on the baseline or a shooter, and they're doing a great job. I mean, I, you know, I, I give them credit. I mean, look, the one thing I I want to ask you is, you know, the Sposter got kind of ticked off at Ramona Shelburne's comments yesterday when she said oh you're just making Jokic a score which is what I thought they were doing um <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated that for like I mean obviously what they're doing is they're not digging a hole they're not like doubling hard on Jokic they're digging a little bit but they're kind of just allowing Bam to play with single coverage one-on-one and they're staying home on the shooters I think the biggest thing they they really changed up were two things which as a Heat fan I think you were probably maybe thinking the same thing Kevin Love in the starting lineup to put on Aaron Gordon. And the second thing was blitzing every ball screen for Jamal Murray, which only allowed him to shoot 15 shots. Um, What else did you think was effective for allowing Jokic to only have four assists last night? Yeah, I think Kevin Love in the starting lineup is just another absolute beautiful chess move by Coach Eric Spolster, man. Because not only, like you said, at – on the offensive end, he spreads the floor, hard worker, takes a charge, does all the little things that you need. And then defensively, he's able to guard Aaron Gordon so he doesn't get 14 points on Gabe Vincent in the first quarter. And, and then it switches Jimmy Butler on to Jamal Murray. Um, Jimmy Butler is a phenomenal uh, on-ball defender. I saw a stat. It was like there was four times in game one where Jamal Murray and Jimmy Butler were face-to-face or, or head-on, you know, guard, guarding each other. 22 right. times in game two. And, yeah. you know, Jamal Murray didn't have as good of a game. And I think that's just Jimmy Butler, man. I mean, he's, he's a, he's an all time, he's an all time defender, all time hard worker. He's just making them work. And I think, you know, I think, I think Jamal's game, Jamal's stat line paid the price. Now he'll bounce back. He's, he's a phenomenal player. But I think just in total, it's just like the Heat's, the Heat's confidence. In everyone on the squad. And what I mean by that is you got a guy like Max Struess, man. Like he goes over 10 in the first game, over nine from three. 
you know, I'm 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 watching the game. I'm like, yo, sometimes that ball don't be going in. I was more disappointed in his lack of effort on the defensive end because there was multiple times where I was like, yo, like you gotta there you missed a rotation, you missed this. You can't be not shooting well and That's not defensive guy in you right there. That's definitely you. That's yeah, man. I mean, come on, like sometimes that ball don't go in, but you gotta lock down. He came out this game with a different type of energy. You could see it from the jump. And that first shot went in and it was like, nope, we ran a play for him first first play and we were like no you getting you got so many open looks last game they just weren't going in they're going in today and he and he made them pay and then you know fast forward to the fourth quarter you put in a guy Duncan Robinson he's played like five minutes the whole game you're like no you're going in there and you're you're going you're contributing like like we trust you and he goes in there shoots shoots the best shots for the group and they go in and that's just that's just heat ball man that's heat basketball it's a wonderful thing to watch as a basketball fan as a basketball player because having that level of trust in your guys jimmy butler says it all the time like no like i see it every day i trust i trust everyone on this team to go out there and and do everything we can to win and i think that's what makes the heat a viable contender for the nba finals yeah it's so interesting i was i was watching uh, something the other day and they were saying like top five contenders for next season heat weren't even mentioned and i'm saying there i'm saying i get they were an ac this year but that was just because in my opinion of injuries i would say a lack of focus honestly i think their focus was was pretty terrible um i, I do <laughs> jimmy baller was kind of coasting to be honest like, like like compared to what he plays in the playoffs he was he was coasting um you know i i don't think he went out with that mentality but i think he was trying to get his guys involved because he knew he Ooh. needed them later on yeah. But I think someone that he needs a shout out right now, and I'm going to give it to him, is Gabe Vincent. You know, I mean, and the one thing I will say is, look, I, I still have the Nuggets winning in seven. I picked that at the beginning. I'm not going to back off of it just because when I make my predictions, I got to stick to it. But okay. the one thing that I think the reason why I think it's seven games is because of the role players. But I think Gabe Vincent is, you know, a guy who's, you know, really blossomed into that like third option. And, you know, I think he's a guy that, Really good shooter. I sometimes think he needs to be more aggressive. And, you know, my dad and I were talking about it last night. We were just kind of saying, watch the game. You know, this guy's a great shooter. You know, he should be shooting a lot more of the shots. You know, I, I get Bam has been playing well. I get Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. But he hasn't, Jimmy Butler hasn't really been playing that great. Um, he, had a, he had big shots late. But um, what do you, but, 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 but minus all that soliloquy right, I, just, I just mentioned, what's your thoughts about Gabe Vincent and his value to the team and how he, you know, embodies he culture, he culture to an extent. Yeah, no, um, I believe if you go back in the archives and go to last year's podcast talking about the NBA playoffs and the Miami Heat, your boy might have mentioned Gabe Vincent as a p- possible breakout star. Now we gonna have to we gonna have to go back for that, but we I saw it last year, man. We'll I find mean, the tape. Find the tape. Find the tape. He came off the bench last year in the Celtics, and he like greatly contributed to us getting to seven games. And I could see, I could see flashes. And obviously, he's been working in the offseason, man. Because when his time was, you know, his time was called, Lowry went down with injury in about February, I think. He stepped right into that lineup, man, and he hasn't looked back. Lowry's Lowry does better for us off the bench, and that's just veteran leadership right there. Same with Kevin Love, man. They they don't care when they get in, how they get in, when they're in, they gonna, you know, they gonna compete. Um, and I think just it's all the credit in the world to Vincent. You know what I mean? So a guy who's had, you know, not a, a a very conventional journey to the NBA, just a guy that just put his put his nose down and worked, worked and worked and worked and is paying off for him. I think the way just because he's a point guard 
I don't mind him not being more aggressive because he, because, you know, maybe though he's not getting a ton of assists, but him bringing the ball down on offense and getting other guys involved, like our shooters, like a Jimmy Butler, I think he does that wonderfully, just like within his role. Jimmy Butler's a shooter. I said shooters, and then I said Jimmy Butler. <laughs> hey, hey, in clutch time, Jimmy Butler's a shooter. Jimmy Butler's Don't a shooter. Wrong. Jimmy Butler is in my top five rating of players. So, I mean, hey, I mean it's all jokes aside. No, of course, of course. No, but, man, just all the you, – you, it was a big – that's a big call-out, man. Big shout-out to Gabe Vincent. He's been hooping, and he's one of the reasons why we're here, and he's one of the reasons why the Heat are going to win in seven. Okay, so final things I want to kind of talk about right now are a couple things. One is what adjustments do the Heat need to do? Because we know that Denver's going to come back. They're going to run through that two-man action with, with Murray and Jokic which is really hard to guard, right? What is the strategy there? That's what first question. And second question is, do you think it's necessary to have hero back in the lineup? Because he seems to think that he made, he, he supposedly quoted that he may feel like he, he's going to disrupt the rhythm of the mm. team. Do you believe his statement? And again, the first question is what adjustments would, should the heat make? Because it's important for the heat to make adjustments as well and not get complacent with the win in game two. Yeah, no, uh, I would say, Adjustment wise, I, I think we still have to pressure Jokic more. I mean, look, he's he's the best player in the league. So it, like it, there's no there's no containing that. I like the way we didn't double team as much this time around in game two. I think it led to more turnovers and less assists from Jokic and the other guys not getting involved as much. I'd love to see it even less though. Especially if we got Bam on him, man. If we have Bam on on Jokic and Jokic isn't within 10, 8, 10 feet of the hoop. I think Bam it, Bam's one of the top five defenders in the league. You know what I mean? I think he can handle to a degree what Jokic brings to the table. I think a guy like Highsmith can do it. I don't know if Zeller can do it. I know Jimmy Butler can do it. So I would say if they if they come out heavy with that two man game, got Jimmy and Bam or Highsmith. I think um, Haywood Highsmith is a big time a big time contributor, and I think he needs to play even more in Game Three, especially when we're home. I think those three defenders, if we're able to either switch, hard hedge, kind of just disrupt Murray and Jokic, can like f- like further on, we kind of got to Murray a little bit. Jokic, we made more so of a score, quote unquote. No, Eric Spolster wouldn't like that. I think that's what we have to focus on going into Game Three because I think if we the other guys, if we play with that same intensity and that same ball pressure, I think the other guys will not perform like outperform our guys. Um, and then going on to your second question, I mean, it's tough, right? Because hero is a really talented piece, yeah, but the that, issue with, like, again, I can see why you're, you know, questioning is just, I sit there and he's a more ball dominant player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think if you're going to bring him, you got to bring him off the bench. You can't start him. You oh, no, no, bench. That, uh, yeah, for sure. But then I mean, it, does he take, does he take, you know? Heisman's spot, right? Does he take a Caleb Martin spot? Which mm-hmm. those guys are valuable. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just like, no, I can tell no. why you're what you're thinking. No, you're good. It's, it's 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 a debate, man. It really is because I mean, he was our regular season scorer. He was a twenty point a game guy. You know what I mean? And obviously, he could put it in. Like he could he could put that ball in the rim, man. You know, but we got a certain flow with a certain group of guys right now. I think we can incorporate him in. I truly do. It's going to be off the bench and it's going to be low minutes first. If I do see him playing, having a big time role, it would be in a game 
five, six, seven later on down the road, if need be, whatever. But yeah, I think we got to start them off slow, both for his mental and physical health, as well as like the health of the group. You know what I mean? Because he's going to take some shots. He's going to take some shots from some guys. It's probably going to be a Robinson, a Martin or a Struess. And those guys, I think those guys will be okay with it, but he just has to come in and play his game. You know what I mean? As a Heat fan, I want him to go out there and play like Tyler Hero. I don't want him to go out there and play like, not like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want you to do that. I want you back. I want you back. I don't want, I don't want a fake Tyler Hero, man. I want him to be just as aggressive, but don't take ill-advised shots and play defense. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. But I think, I think Coach Bo and the rest of that coaching staff will, will, will figure it out. I'm excited to have him back. No, no, absolutely. Um, I think that if you're from Denver's spot, I think what they're going to have to do is um, I think they have to, to try and incorporate Porter Jr. early. Um, I think they have to run some pin downs for him, more handoffs for him. I think with Jamal Murray, frankly, I think that they're going to have to run more handoffs and less ball screens because they the Miami blows up those ball screens. And the third thing I would say for Denver is I think they actually have to mix up what defenses they run. I think they have to pull a little bit of the, the heat uh, bag a little bit and I think I wouldn't be surprised if you see a zone from Denver. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, now they they probably won't because I think their pride will be like we can play man to man. I just don't think their their hedging ball screens work. I don't. <laughs> I, I think it's a seven game series because it's just like you know, um, it's important. But my last question before we sign off here is, why do you think it's important that people actually watch this finals and not just think about it as like a joke? Dude, this is like real basketball, man. Like the NBA, <laughs> like, like if the, the only criticism or not the only, but the biggest criticism surrounding the NBA is that like, they don't really play basketball because they're that good. You know what I mean? They just kind of come down as ISO ball in the wing. You know what I mean? If you, if with certain guys in the league, it's not a ton of defense being played. It's not as, man, this is basketball. This is just two coaches trying to out scheme the others and players going out there and fighting for it. And even though it's not the prettiest of version of basketball, it's 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 you gotta respect the grit, man. You gotta respect, you know, when you're just in the trenches, the way the way the Heat play and the way the Nuggets played, the, the way the Nuggets can't play. Don't get me wrong, the Nuggets are Jokic is the best player in the league. He he's they're in Denver. I don't watch a lot of Denver Nuggets games. I ain't going to lie, especially during the regular. Not many people do. Their games are on. on. So it's I, it's it's amazing to be able to see him play at his highest prime. And on the biggest stage, that's amazing. Jamal Murray deserves a ton of credit. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., you know, all those guys, man. And the Heat, obviously, we're our own story, man. We're our own story. A seed. It's just like it's a it's a journey of overcoming obstacles. I mean, what, like, well, how could you not like it? How could you not like it, man? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it teaches people what good basketball is. Um, it's interesting. You know, Kyrie came out and supposedly he wants LeBron to come to Mavericks with him and Luka. <laughs> And I was saying there and like, I just don't think super teams work because that doesn't like embody good basketball. Like these two teams have proven that you really need one star, well, one superstar, another star, and then good ancillary pieces. And I think that however the series turns out, I think that these two teams are going to be contending again. I think the Nuggets are going to be the favorites in the West for the next couple of years. And Miami, you know, should be considered the favorite. No one's going to consider them that way, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're back in the finals again next year just because – you know, people are going to doubt them again and whatever, but um, to end it off, appreciate you coming on. Uh, th- thank you for your insight. You know, it'll be interesting to see how the series continues. Maybe we can get back on and talk about it maybe later in the series when see if those adjustments we kind of talked about come to fruition. 
Mm-hmm. But always always good chatting with you. Yeah, sure. Always a pleasure, man. Appreciate you having me on.